With us today is Secretary Mike Pompeo. Uh, he was a uh, West Point graduate, number one in his class. He, he was the CIA director, Secretary of State. Who's more qualified to tell us what the heck is going on? Because the American people really, it's getting too complicated. Uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, so many countries have entered uh, the fray. Uh, how many countries have to get involved before we call it a world war? <laughs> well, John, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, you know, it, it is fair to say that a significant piece of the world is at risk today in ways that it wasn't just just three or four years ago. Uh, you know, we, we know about the war in Europe. We know what happened on October 7th in Israel and the Middle East. Uh, we can we now see the Iranians firing into Syria, into Iraq, and into Pakistan. The Pakistanis firing back into Iran. This is this is a level of uncertainty and risk and chaos that, frankly, um, only happens when America fails to do the simple thing of making a clear red line and then defending it. It's not about sending the 82nd Airborne and our own young men and women. It's about the United States demonstrating its resolve to protect things that really matter to Americans and. I, I watch that. You add what uh, the Chinese Communist Party is talking about uh, in the Taiwan Strait and then even further south in the Philippines. It is as uncertain a time, and our deterrence, American deterrence, has decayed at a rate that I, I, I don't know that we have seen in an awfully long time in America. Uh, my concern, Mr. Secretary, is that, that uh, a lot of countries— don't respect America the way they used to respect it. I mean, uh, I, I know that uh, uh, Spain and, and Italy and France, uh, when it was coming to defending the Red Sea, they, they, they said to America, you're on your own. And, and the good news is Great Britain joined in with us. But, uh, I mean, I, I've never seen so much uh, dislike. Saudi Arabia doesn't get along with, with, with the president. Uh, what is there any common sense to be had? And John, uh, allies and partners will go a long ways to help keep America secure. But in return for that, they need to have an understanding that the United States will do the basic things that it says it will do. So whether it was the calamity of the 13 Americans that were killed in Afghanistan or President Biden's remark to set a, a minor incursion into Europe might be okay, or the Chinese spy balloon. When, when, when these kind of things happen to the United States and we don't respond in a way that is sufficiently forceful to vindicate American interests, then your friends in Europe, your friends in the Middle East, your partners and allies in Southeast Asia, they're, they're going to hedge their bets. They're going to begin to do things that are deeply inconsistent, what matters to every single American. I, I can't tell you how, how central maintaining deterrence is if you, if you lose that. If the, if the central concept of America's willingness to defend things that matter to Americans is in doubt in the world, the bad guys are going to push and push and test until we take a response which demonstrates that we're going to defend them. And the Biden administration has just chosen not to do that uh, in the Middle East. They've chosen not to do that in South Asia. And that, that, that makes the risk enormous. You add in a wide open southern border, and we have literally got the potential for conflicts all across the world, including risk of something bad happening here inside the United States. Uh, talking about the southern border, uh, I thought it, it made common sense uh, when uh, 
the House of Representatives, uh, Mr. Johnson, Speaker Johnson said, uh, let's sit down and and we'll give you all the money you want from for for Italy for uh, Israel and for the Ukraine, but let's protect our borders before we worry about the Ukraine's borders. I mean, why why isn't there any common sense in uh, among the U.S. senators who are supposed to be the common sense Americans? No, it, it is remarkable. Uh, it, it is remarkable that somehow. The Biden administration and Democrats on Capitol Hill want to make the argument that it is somehow normal to have tens of thousands of illegal immigrants traversing your border each and every day. That's that's not normal. It is not safe. There's no other country in the world that would permit this to happen. They come here for a good reason. They want a better life. But we have a responsibility to the American people, to the American citizens, to, to get this right. And so whatever amount of money it might take to do that, we certainly should ensure that there are resources. My fear, John, with the current president, it doesn't matter how much money is allocated. He's going to use that money to help these folks get across. He'll provide them housing, provide them free medical care once they're here. He is not going to use it for its intended purpose, which is to stop the flow of illegal immigrants across our southern border. I agree, uh, but the border is our biggest problem. I mean, uh, fentanyl is still coming through, killing tens of thousands of Americans. Uh, and I understand now there's concern that a lot of uh, terrorists are coming through the border unstopped. You, you were CIA director. How long yeah. does it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. when Christopher Ray stands up in Washington <laughs> yeah. and says we're in trouble, shouldn't everybody realize it? Yes. Absolutely. When he says, I think his exact words were, I've never seen this many red lights blinking. That is, that should be a wake-up call for his boss, right? He works for President Biden. Uh, look, uh, two, two thoughts on this. One is, sometimes we hear, well, you can't stop this on our southern border. That is verifiably false. We, we did for four years. We had slowed illegal immigration to a trickle. We did it with some simple policies. We began to build the wall. We put barriers in place. And then we created an idea that says, no, you can't stay here. Or you're filing an asylum claim. Those those three things caused the border flow to decrease dramatically. And the Biden administration undid each and every one of those. Second, this is your first point, which is we now know that there have been a hundred plus individuals on the U- US terror watch list that have been caught trying to cross the border. How many weren't caught? We have no idea. And second, where are they now? And for whom are they working? And, you know, we haven't had anything yet that we haven't been able to stop. But, you know, the the scale of what's taking place, surely, whether it's the Chinese Communist Party or the Iranians or, you know, some offshoot from Hamas or uh, Hezbollah, surely they will figure out that they can traffic someone in alongside the illegal drugs and the uh, sex trafficking and the weapons, all of those things. And they'll put someone here and someday there'll be this really bad day and we'll all look at each other as if, Oh, my goodness, how did that happen? When, in fact, today we know the answer. It happened because President Biden simply refused to do the blocking and tackling of government and protecting American sovereignty. Understood. Now, also, China has threatened on behalf of the Houthis. Why? Because they're aligned with Iran. And... uh, what was it? Is Saudi Arabia re-energized ISIS to attack 
uh, Iran because I don't think the uh, Israel was allowed to attack Iran because I guess they didn't feel that they had Washington's backing. I mean, am I wrong? So I wasn't tracking that that issue with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, but make no mistake about it. China, Russia, and Iran are part of a, uh, a cluster or gathering, an axis, call it what you will, that is determined to destroy the United States and our way of life here in the United States of America. Uh, some of it will be economic. Some of it will be military and terrorist. Some of it will simply be winning friends and influencing people. Uh, but you know, Xi Jinping in China has said that they, he will be best friends for life with Vladimir Putin. They've all got arrangements for weapon systems uh, moving to and fro. The Iranians provide weapons to the Russians that are killing kids in Europe. These three are working together. And so it's unsurprising that the Chinese Communist Party would try to sidle up to the Houthis because, A, they are aligned with Iran. And second, that will free Chinese vessels, Chinese energy, which they so desperately need to move out of the Middle East to their country. They're wholly dependent on it, dependent on this transit route. They want to convince the Houthis. No, you go after the Americans, not after us. Understood. Now, uh, Taiwan had an election. Uh, I thought, you know, some people say, well, there's going to be a war. They're going to, uh, 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 China is upset. Then President Biden gets up and says, um, well, you know, uh, it's, a one, it's one China. I mean, what is really happening in Taiwan how does China really feel? I mean, the, the American people are confused. So I, I believe that the people who live in Taiwan understand that they are not part of mainland China. They want no part of the Chinese Communist Party. They just want to be left alone to live their lives, to take care of their families, to build their businesses, to do the things that they want to do. I think that's what this election shows, even that supposedly pro-unification party, makes pretty clear they don't want to be part and parcel of the political operation of Xi Jinping and its Chinese Communist henchmen. Uh, and I think the election showed that. What the Chinese Communist Party's reaction to this election will be, uh, you know, I don't think, my sense is this isn't about some moment on the election. She is determined. He has said he wants to bring Taiwan under his political control. He says it's inevitable. He says it's natural. It is neither inevitable nor natural, and the United States can do a great deal to help the Taiwanese push back against this. And when President Biden says, well, we're going to adhere to the so-called one China policy, he is playing into the hands of Xi Jinping, who has said there is only one China. And, you know, this history for 50 years now where we let the Chinese into the World Trade Organization and we've allowed them to steal our stuff. Uh, has to stop. And we should make clear that we understand that Taiwan is a separate entity. It is free. It is independent. And the Chinese Communist Party should be told unambiguously, you can't come after the Philippines. You can't come after Japan. These are friends and allies. They are partners of the United States. And we're going to provide the tools that those countries need to defend themselves. Mr. Secretary, uh, we're almost out of time. Would you like? What would you like to tell the American people? We're going to have an election here. We talked about the one in Taiwan. We're going to have an election here in the United States. I hope everybody will stay involved and stay engaged uh, in that process. It is incredibly important. Uh, you know, a lot of focus on the president, presidential elections. That makes sense. But there's going to be school board elections. There's going to be elections for governors and senators and congressmen and 
and county supervisors and district attorneys all across this country. Make sure good people run. Make sure you help them. Uh, we, we've got to get this country back to a place that understands its Judeo-Christian heritage, that understands that teaching our kids math and science and reading actually matters. And elections have consequences. And so I hope folks will spend some part of their life in these next uh, now 10 months between here and the election thinking about not just who they're going to vote for for president, but how we're going to make sure that our local governing authorities are responsive to the people as well. Mr. Secretary, Mike Pompeo, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your common sense. Thank you for helping America in the past and continue to help America in the future. And uh, let's catch up again real soon. Thank you, John. Bless you. Have a good day, sir.